Hello, and welcome once again to the Colorado Switchblade. I'm Jason Van Tatenhove, your host. It's Sunday, March 27th. It's a beautiful day here in Estes, but man, it's it's uh, not such a good day down in the valley, especially for Boulder. You got a fire going on, massive amounts of people that were evacuated yesterday. The NCAR fire, as they're calling it, is burning near the National Center for Atmospheric Research facility in Boulder. And uh, the fire's already charred roughly 200 acres, but it is at 21% containment, according to authorities first thing this morning. Late last night, the evacuation zone was updated with a lot of people cleared to go home. The initial evacuation notices uh, went out for about just 19,000 people um, and over nine, or sorry, 8,000 homes. So just thought I'd mention that as we started. Today's weekend rant, and uh, God, you know, I hate covering politics, but during an election cycle, you really got to do it. It's just, you got to get the information out there because it's the way we move forward. So today we're going to be talking about a couple things on the weekend rant. Uh, I, I was hoping to get this out Saturday, but my birthday is tomorrow. So, you know, my friends, I've got a couple friends that have birthdays right around the same time. And and uh, so they took me out. I, I was recovering from that celebration. Um, so let's just jump into what we're going to be talking about. And this is going to be multi-pronged. So we had a we had a vote that happened this week with uh, town council here in Estes Park, Colorado. And during this vote, it was on Tuesday, March 22nd in the evening. And, and the place was packed. I went down there to check it out myself. And there were over 40 people there, um, possibly more. I don't know. I didn't count it. And what I got to say is I have never seen so much like Patagonia and North Face jackets in, in one area. And it was it was heavily packed with folks there wanting to make their voices heard about Ordinance 02-22, which passed, thankfully, in my opinion, uh, by a vote of four to two. And that will now impose an annual 1390 impact fee on short-term rentals in Estes Park. Um, trustee Maureen Sanek wasn't there. She was out of town. Um, and it 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 went on. There were there were people who drove up from Texas. There were people calling in. There was a lot of Texans. I don't know. I guess a lot of Texans own uh, short-term vacation rentals here in town. Um, but, uh, you know, there was a whole lot of opposition to this. And what I can say is, I think it, it a lot of this opposition aren't from people who actually live here year-round. Um, you know, and and... Here's what I'm going to say. I, I I don't own two or three houses. I have one house. My family has one house here. Most of the people I know and, and hang out with and, and work with and such, my friends, the people I would consider my friends, my community, are the ones that are working the bars. They're working at the hospital. They're working at the, the, the barber shops and the salons. They are the working class, the working poor of Estes. And I think this election really illustrated the divide behind those that are are making a whole lot of money at Estes Park um, on the backs of the working poor. And 
I think it was really well illustrated. And, and the fact that there was only one lone standout voice that was speaking against this. And she had a story that, that may not resonate and, and these people may not care about. There was actually a little conversation afterwards. And I'll explain this to you because I think it just drives home kind of this, this battle between two cultures here in Estes Park, two segments of our communal culture. Um, Lori Dale Marshall, who you, you probably know from Evix, and um, she's done so much work here. She's actually going to be coming on the program. Uh, she's out of town right now, but she's going to be coming on the program and telling us her story and, and the, the story of some families that have recently been displaced due to, well, short-term rentals. And this is a, a common theme here. I can't tell you how many times I've had people, you know, sleeping on my couch and other friends' couches because, you know, these are people that are members of our community. They're our friends. They're, our, they're part of the community. And due to some unforeseen circumstance, some sort of eviction, a lot of it has to do with recently, especially with homeowners that are renting out long-term deciding to go to the short-term rental. And um, they're just put out and with no available options whatsoever in town um, for other rental units, these people lose their lives. They, they may couch surf for a little bit, but, but inevitably, usually what happens is they wind up moving back down to the valley and, and you know, rebuilding a life down there. So not only do we, we lose diversity in our own community and we even have a brain drain when we see people who are deciding that, you know, maybe it's not worth it to, to be a part of this community. And these are dynamic people that are plugged in to our community and really doing some good things. When they decide it's no longer worth trying because there is no housing that's available and affordable, that's a brain drain. That That's something that will have very serious impacts on our community. I think all you have to do is look at kind of what happened at Grand Lake um, uh, a while back where, you know, they, they ran into similar situations. They wound up having to close down their elementary school and busing kids. They, they shut down their school district and bus kids uh, to a neighboring town. And, you know, we've seen this here. Actually, my daughter Lux and I were just having a conversation about one of her teachers and and we were talking about the quality of, of educators that we can get up here. And the fact that there's no housing for educators of our children to get up here and and create a life and plug in and become part of the community, put down roots, that has an effect on our children dramatically and readily right now. So this is a this is a major issue. A lot of people may not see this as an issue, but it's something that if it continues to go the way it's going, it's going to have severe impacts on our ability to grow. And you know, the power structure where it is now, the median age here in Estes has changed dramatically. And we're going to talk about that too. Right now, the median age in Estes Park is between 51 and 61. And enrollment in our school district is down 300 students. Those are very serious numbers. And they're very serious numbers because they dramatically illustrate an exodus that's happening. And, and we have to decide, are, do we want to be a retirement community that honestly in, in 10 to 20 years is going to drop because everyone's, um, you know, 
they're, they're passing away from old age? Or do we want to have a vibrant future? Is there a place in Estes Park for young families, for young professionals to, to reinvigorate and create a future for the, the younger generations of Estes Park moving forward? And this STR bill, I think really, um, uh, the question, it's not a bill, it's a question. The vote really illustrated that. And I thought the town council, actually with all this pressure, they still did the right thing. They decided that it, it may not be a perfect solution and it's got to be a part of, you know, a much bigger, broader plan, but at least it's a start now and it's a start in the right direction. So today we're going to be talking about the election. Oh, and, and we're also going to get into, there was a bit. So the reason that the, the town hall meeting and the Zoom aspect of it where people were calling in was so packed with a very specific demographic, and that is people who own short-term rentals. And that's why we had people driving up from Texas and calling in from Texas and from all over, um, including some from here in Estes. But, you know, the, the main story of this was that they don't, they don't, most of them are, are hoping to someday live here. But you know what? There, there's a community that's living here right now, right today, that need housing. And, and they already have to just build a life. They don't have two or three houses. They're just trying to survive right now and not live out of a car. And... So it's, it's, there's kind of this, this clash of cultures going on. So uh, Lori Dale Marshall, I'm going to let her tell her story next week, but the, the short of it is she's having to find a new place to live because of, of a situation like this. And the only reason I bring this up in this podcast is one of these uh, short-term rental lease owners was talking about how um, she was, he came up and said, well, I could, I could rent you one of my places. And he gave an astronomical number for, for the rooms she would need and whatnot. It was something like three to $6,000. I think it was $3,000 a month. And she's like, well, I, I can't, you know, do you think that's fair that I, you know, I can't even do this. And the guy just laughed at her and walked away. And he, he thought it was very fair. And I thought that really illustrated this happened in town hall after the meeting, all the, you know, once, once that vote was done, it emptied out to two people. I was one of, so, you know, I thought that was just a really good illustration of like the attitudes that are involved here, that we have people just trying to survive. And if you can't pay an astronomical amount of money, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. They're going to laugh at it. And we need to change that. I think for a long time, Estes Park has, has kind of been represented politically by much more so the the wealthy older you know crowd has has made a lot of money here and they've made it on in part on the backs of the working poor here and to to the disregard almost that we become disposable that it doesn't matter that there's local housing because there's always going to be a line of people lining up to to get a a $12 an hour job with no benefits here in Estes Park and will live out of their cars and live in tents and live in dorm housing. And, um, you know, they'll put up with it, but the world's changing radically and it's changing for the better, I think right now. So I think we really need to, to take a look at that and um, see what we can do. 
And those options for what we can do all happen at the ballot box. Well, more specifically right now <laughs> in the envelope. So, and I've got my, I've got my official ballot right here. I'm going to open it up. Um, a lot of people have been asking how I'm going to vote and, and my thoughts on things. I, I'm, I'm not sure why they care, but um, you know, so I'm going to go through the ballot today. I'm going to cast my vote here on the podcast and tell you who I'm going to be voting for and why. And um, yeah, so I just wanted to talk about that, that experience that I had there. And obviously this, this episode, you know, it's the weekend ran, it's my editorial, it's my, my time to put opinion into things. So that's what I'm doing. So let's just go ahead and break into this. Um, and I want to say, I went down to the town hall because uh, we did not get our ballot in the mail. Um, we were not surprised by that. Anyone who lives here knows just the, the fabulous uh, quality of our mail service up here and how it has been for many years. If you haven't gotten your ballot, just go down to town hall and they're going to see if you are, what your voter registration status is. They'll check on that real quick. And then they actually have a kiosk set up where you can go and register and get everything straight um, right there. They made it really easy. They don't have, they don't have like a Spanish language version of it yet, but they're working on that. They just set it up last week. So they're kind of in process of how to, how to figure it out. So, but they, they took the time, walked me through it and, and uh, I got a ballot the very next day. So here it is. Here's my ballot. I know you can't see it, but it's here. So let's just go through this. So this is the official ballot for the town of Estes Park, Colorado, regular municipal election, Tuesday, April 5th, 2022. And we have um, one, two, three, four, five, six candidates that you can vote for for three openings on town hall. And... So your your choices are Scott, Scott Webermeyer, who's already on the, um, he's already a member of the town council. Karen Randendis, John Meissner, Kirby Nace, Nelson Hazelton, sorry, and Marie J. Senek, who's also also on the uh, board at this point, and then Kevin Bennis. And I think this isn't a very hyped up uh, election right now. There hasn't been too much drama or you know too much attention paid to it but i think it's a very important election because right now we're really deciding like do we want to continue on with the way things have been where kind of the working poor the working class of estes really again this is my opinion i feel we've been underrepresented and they're just now doing the the minimum amount possible to remedy this massive issue that is is affordable housing, workforce housing is what they call it. So for me, I really, there were three candidates that really stood out and I have had a chance both on, on the air with these podcasts and then just in person and, and getting to know them. And I really think there are three candidates that can help bring us in that direction. And I'll tell you right now, they are John Meissner, who actually, I think, and, and don't judge John on like his his letters to the editor and his, his angry rantings. I think you need to actually talk to him outside of that setting to really get a feel for who John Meissner is. You know, this is a man that's a scientist and a historian and, and obviously brilliant. Yes, yes, he, he's a bit of an asshole. He is. He's kind of the Bernie Sanders of Estes Park. And I think maybe we need our own Bernie Sanders 
you know. Anyway, I'm going to be voting for John. He doesn't expect to win. I'd love to surprise him and see him actually win this because I think he could do a lot of good. I'm also, I think Kirby is just a standout candidate as well. I think Kirby Nelson Hazleton really, she's plugged in, very intelligent. She's got a lot of good issues and really wants to see workforce housing going forward. I think this is really the the workforce housing versus short-term rental election and how we cast our vote really, really makes a difference. I think we have a chance. I mean, SS Park's small enough right now that we can make a difference by just plugging in. We can really begin to steer the future we want for Estes. And is that a future that's going to going to wind up in retirement homes and, and, you know, I'm sorry to say it, but, you know, dying of old age here in, in 10, 20 years, or do we have a vibrant future where we are, we are embracing families, we're embracing our youth and our children and really giving them a better future. That's, I, I, we're right there at the beginning of that journey. And it's going to take people deciding, you know what, I do want to change this. I do want to make this happen. So Kirby, Nelson, Hazleton, and then Kevin Bennis. I think all three of these candidates are are very intelligent people. I think they're very empathetic and, and understanding. I think that they've seen firsthand some of the the issues and and trials and tribulations of, of Essis's working class here and um, really want to to begin to work on some of these issues in a very real, concrete way. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and do this right now with black ink, black or blue. And I don't know why John Meissner's got a 29. It's it's John quote 29 unquote Meissner. And I don't know why that is. So there's John's. Yes, I'm I'm going outside the line of the little red oval a little bit. Kirby and Kevin Bennett. So I'm, I'm actually voting right here on the air with you guys. Okay, so let's go into the ballot questions. Ballot question number one, yes or no. In order to save publication costs of the town, shall the town of Estes Park, Colorado, be authorized to publish ordinances in the newspaper by title only rather than publishing each ordinance in full and instead provide full text on the town's website? And I've gone over this uh, last week with a pretty in-depth podcast talking about my inside view of, you know, the the company that owns the local newspaper record, what their track record is historically, how things have been evolving over the past, you know, several years since being bought by a, a hedge fund. And that I don't really believe that that is the best place to have that record. Um, I think technology has evolved. And so... I'm going to vote yes, because I truly believe that, you know, the town is able to take care of that. I think we've got enough people watching it uh, in a watchdog capacity to make sure that's going to happen. It's going to save the town some money and maybe it'll it'll wake the powers that be up over at Alden and and the umbrella of companies that, that own now own our local newspaper. You know, it's not really ours anymore. It's it's Alden Global's. I think we need to take some of that stuff back and demand that they begin to invest more into our local community, reinvestment into our local community. So for this one, I'm going to say yes. 
All right. Ballot question two. In order to save publication costs to the town, shall the town of Estes Park provide all required information on its websites regarding proceedings relating to payment of bills, statements concerning all contracts awarded, rebates allowed, rather than publishing the information in the newspaper? And yes, I'm going to do that as well. All right. Next on to the Tabor issue. Ballot issue 3A is about the Tabor law and how the town deals with funds that are left over. So ballot issue 3A, without increasing any tax rate or imposing any new tax and in order for the town to continue to provide services and public facilities and amenities to its citizens, including without limitation, police operations, 911 communications, emergency management, other governmental services, and for any other lawful purposes, shall the town of Estes Park be authorized to collect, retain, and spend or reserve all revenues it receives from all lawful sources, including without limitation, property and sales tax without any other condition or limitation as a voter approved revenue change under Article X, Section 20 of the Colorado Constitution, under Sections 29-1-302-2B of the Colorado Revised Statutes and any other applicable law and remove any limitations imposed by the November 7th, 2000 ballot initiative measure to a beginning in fiscal year 2022, provided that the town's tax rate shall not be increased without further voter approval. Now, this does put a lot of, of uh, you know, responsibility on the town to make those decisions. The wording of this is a little tricky, um, but basically what it comes down to, there were some restrictions that were imposed on town revenues in the year 2000, and this will allow that to be removed and let the, the town decide how it wants to use all of its tax revenues on all community priorities. And that, that's up to the town trustees. So with a yes vote, there'll be no new taxes that will be imposed. And there will not be any tax increases. So, you know, I think, I think this is actually a good thing. I, I don't like some of the wording, but we are trusting town trustees to, to make the right decisions on things and move forward. And we have a way of, of saying uh, we want things to move another direction by voting different town trustees in. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say yes on this because I think, I think it's a good idea to have these, these extra resources freed up um, to use for things. And that includes um, affordable housing. It really does. So, it, it, you know, this is part of that, 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 that group effort that we're going to see to try to combat the, the housing issue. So I'm going to go ahead and say yes on this. So that's it. That's what I'm doing. Again, for Board of Trustees, I'm doing John Meissner, Kirby Nelson, Hazleton, and Kevin Bennis. Ballot question one is a yes. Ballot question two is a yes. And ballot question 3A is a yes. So short and sweet this weekend, I got to get to a family birthday party. Yeah, and my, my life has really become just nothing but writing. It was that before, but now that I have a looming deadline, um, I've got about 5,000 words into the book. Um, I've only got 55,000 55, more to go, but you know, I, I'm pretty good at that. And, and a lot of it's research this week. 
Um, narrative nonfiction, definitely, you got to have all your timelines down and just, you know, you got to have that factual basis dialed in before you kind of get into the more literary aspects of things. I'm hoping to talk with Lori Dale Marshall next week about some of the issues there and, and some families are severely impacted. I did have some good news that came in. The the story I did about the gentleman who's a bartender here over at the Dunraven who was uh, being evicted because he brought up safety concerns and maintenance concerns um, in the condo over where that SWAT team action happened. He was being evicted. They had brought in eviction cases, his uh, uh, property management company, for no good reason. He, he'd always paid rent on time. He's very clean, you know, kind of a model tenant. And they decided, I think I think it was because he's being a squeaky wheel, to to go ahead and evict him. And they, he reached out to me this week and they have dropped the eviction case. So we have a victory. We have someone who's been a part of our community for close, I think it was close to 10 years, is going to be able to stay here. So, and I, I got to thank the, the community for that because I think it was probably the community support and just the, the conversations that happened around town that's allowing this gentleman now to stay here. So we've had a victory, a lot of bad news these days, but that's one small victory, so we can um, feel better about that. All right, folks. Well, I'm going to get out of here. I got to get to a family birthday event for uh, my birthday, which is tomorrow. So, and then I got to get back to writing. So, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it might have helped uh, you understand some of the ballot issues. And you know, I had a lot of people asking how I was going to vote, so thought I'd give you my endorsements and what I thought as far as the ballot questions. And that's that. So, I'll talk with you again soon. I'm your host, Jason Van Tatenhove, and you've been listening to the Colorado Switchblade.